pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. What's your favorite holiday? If I had to choose my favorite holiday, it would be Thanksgiving Day, and not just because of the amazing food. For me, Thanksgiving is a holiday for me to reflect on all that I've been blessed with among those I love and cherish. This year, as Thanksgiving Day came up, a question popped into my mind that I've, I've struggled to articulate, let alone answer. How do I show my thankfulness to God in a sincere and practical way? A meaningful answer eluded me for days, weeks even, until I came across a quote from U.S. President John F. Kennedy from his 1963 Thanksgiving proclamation. While much of it reflected on the history of Thanksgiving in the United States, it ended on an applicable note that I believe is worth sharing. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. The highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. These words hit me like a ton of bricks. It was a challenge that I should put aside empty words and make my prayers and my praise to God meaningful through action. It was all the more poignant when you realize that 1963 was the year President Kennedy was assassinated. This proclamation he gave was released only a few weeks before his life was cut short. So with this connection in mind of correlating thanksgiving and action, I decided to search the Bible for more information on thanksgiving. And as I searched, I noticed how strongly linked the concepts of thanksgiving and vows were. They first show up in the peace offering back in Leviticus 7, which detailed provisions for those under the law who sought to do more to show their gratitude for all God had done for them, above and beyond the prescribed sacrifices that were required of all Israelites. But it's Psalm 50, verses 12 through 15, a psalm of Asaph, which to me offers the strongest correlation between thanksgiving and vows. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Throughout my life, I've struggled to pray to God because I feel like my words are empty, especially when I'm struggling. Now, you likely know what it feels like to hear insincerity from others. And it troubled me to think that I could offer God words of thanksgiving when I felt like I couldn't do anything to put meaning behind those words. 
but contemplating how closely thanksgiving and performing vows to God are helped me to realign my thought process. When we find a cause we admire and where grateful exists, while well, we look for ways in which we help organizations supporting that cause to continue in their mission. For example, if you're passionate about animals, you might show your gratitude by donating money or time to help a local shelter in supporting their mission to rescue animals. Likewise, when we think about how to show our gratitude towards God for the many blessings in our lives, we should look to find ways to support or continue his mission in the practical ways available to us. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul had a cause that was near and dear to his heart, collecting funds to support the widows and poor members of the Jerusalem Ecclesia. And his passion for this effort can be traced all throughout his letters, right up until his imprisonment. In 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6-15, to Paul rallied the Ecclesia at Corinth to consider everything they had been given by God and to decide for themselves how much they wanted to manifest that thankfulness. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ, and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. It wasn't enough for Paul to just thank God for this unspeakable gift, but he encouraged others to action in supporting those marginalized, not only in society, but within the ecclesia. By giving generously of what they had to those in need, Paul effectively told the Corinthians that their thankfulness, backed by action, would produce more thanksgiving and more action among other members of the brotherhood. Those who lacked the ability to care for themselves, who prayed to God for assistance, they had their prayers answered by those willing to back up their gratitude to God with actions. In effect, they had become the vehicles by which God answered the prayers of those in need. And the very same can be the case for us. What we give out of the gratitude of our hearts to support God's work could very well allow us to be the agents of God's answered prayers. So what I want you to do is this. Take a moment, find yourself something to write on. I want you to write down five things 
that you are grateful for as a disciple of Christ, as a follower of God, in your life, your spiritual life, your ecclesia, or in the greater Christadelphian community. Some examples can include preaching, community outreach, music. There's a lot, but that's just a few. When you've done that, for each of the five things you wrote down, I want you to write down one way you can support that cause with the resources at your disposal, be it money or time or something else. And just because we've talked about turning words of gratitude into action, well, that doesn't mean that words can't be action. It just means that we need to elevate our faith into something that requires personal effort. Psalm 50 ended on that very thought. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. To one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. Before we conclude our considerations, I want to first go back to President Kennedy's speech, to the very next sentence after the one which sparked this devotion. Let us therefore proclaim our gratitude to providence for manifold blessings, let us be humbly thankful for inherited ideals, and let us resolve to share those blessings and those ideals with our fellow human beings throughout the world. Calls to action are essential in keeping ideals alive in our hearts. Without action to drive our emotions, it's all too easy for us to become paralyzed by indecision and apathy. And that potential energy we feel it fades away. So let today, right now, be the day you start building upon your thanksgiving to God with meaningful action to support him in his overall mission to fill the earth with his glory. To conclude, I want to reflect on the last verse of Jonah's prayer, the prayer he gave while he was in the belly of the fish in the sea, in Jonah 2, verse 9. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. I want to thank you for joining me on another devotion here at Pause to Consider. If you like this devotion, share it with your friends and your loved ones in your ecclesia. If you have questions or feedback, you can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. If you wish to subscribe to receive up-to-date episodes, you can do so on Apple Podcasts or your preferred streaming service. And above all, I hope this episode was helpful for you. I pray that God continues to bless you in all you do until we meet again, whether it be in our next devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless.